This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Joining us now is Rabbi Dr. Jack Cohen. Rabbi Cohen is a well-known Shadchan. He is also a dating and Shalom bias coach. Rabbi Dr., I don't know which one to call you, so I'll call you both. Or we'll just go with Dr. <laughs> Dr. Cohen, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure to be here and to help and to share my advice and my counsel and my experience to help Klaalistro in any way I can. Terrific. So we are a few weeks after Pesach now, and we wanted to find out, just on a high level before we get into more detail, how has Corona impacted Shiduchim? Are people still meeting, or are we in a lull or even a freeze right now, kind of like the economy? Well, it's an interesting question. People are navigating a new forest. It depends really what camp you come from. Uh, I have had uh, many people reach out to me. So if you're from, from the Froom circles, they're not so comfortable because the new paradigm is telephone calls or video conferencing. Now, if, you're very, if you're from the Froom circles and you're used to a certain level of tzniyas where we usually meet for the first time and then we chat it out, it's been a little bit of a challenge. There's nothing to talk about. I even have a client who's, um, he, was, he had physically actually seen the girl twice and she lives in Detroit and she doesn't even feel comfortable with Beisako girl with talking on the phone. So she put it on hold and that basically just withered away. Then there are people who are reaching out to me to learn how to video date. What questions should I ask? What should I be doing? And I've had to teach them the questions and how to, how, you know, the proper etiquette. Uh, people are meeting, but I want to tell you something. It's been disappointing. And the only people that are meeting physically are the people who already had relationships going pre-corona. And when they are meeting, they're probably going to parks. I've had many people um, who, who are my, you know, my clients that have gone to parks, separate cars oftentimes. Uh, there's obviously a social distancing dis- uh, of six feet. But unfortunately, it hasn't been the same. And from, from experience, they've just been petering out. It's been hard to maintain the connection or that, uh, let's call it emotional intimacy that comes from the pre-corona or the traditional era that we're used to. So, it's, mm. it's so been if we issue. divide up, if we divide up, if we bifurcate yeah. it, people who were dating before, even they have been, been impacted if they're not willing to continue on the phone. And people who weren't dating before, yeah. um, we're just in, in a freeze, unfortunately, right now. Is that because of psychologically people are, don't want to come out, they don't want to get going, or is it more the technicalities of how do you meet when you're supposed to be at home and you're supposed to be wearing a mask and stuff like that? Well, you're not wearing a mask at home. You're, if you're doing a video chat, you obviously you're dressed up in your best, in your best and uh, you're talking. But the question is like this. The longevity or the mileage that you can get from video dating can only take you so far. There's only so much of a connection you can build without physically being with the individual. And so the best that we can do is one or two video or telephone conferencing a week for a couple of weeks. But then it just hits a wall and um, we have to figure out something. So if it's, if it's gone really well, and they're local, so I will recommend, like others, that maybe a park. I had a recently a client on Tuesday who was, um, you know, it, it was the same scenario, a religious guy from Torvadas, and um, they went to a park. He picked up pizza. I sent him to Target. He got one of those Q&A games, and uh, it's going. So it, it depends on, you know, where you come from, your background, and your zone of comfort in working with the new paradigm that's on the table. These are the cards that Hashem has put down. These are the cards we have to play. Right. And even when they're going out and meeting, they're keeping more of a distance. What's the law right now in, in New York? It's about, is it six, six feet, feet now? Is you have to keep a distance. Yeah. 
even if they're willing to do that. Like I have a client and uh, a man in um, Minnesota who's, who I set up with 10 days ago with an individual from the Boston area, and they really hit, hit it off. They're older singles. He's divorced in his low, low 40s. She's in her high 30s. They hit it off, and it's, they've already spoken four or five times, and he's at the point where he's ready to fly in and take all the precautions. She's not ready yet. She's still un, uncomfortable with the whole, you know, the, the risk factor, obviously. So every case that I get, Ari, is a customized situation. I have to weigh out all the pros and cons and figure these things through. It's definitely been a challenging moment where you have to use your seichel. Mm-hmm. And people are still but, going through the shadchan to set things up and going back to the shadchan, but it's just a challenge in getting them to meet and where to meet and how to meet. Well, they're not meeting. If they're going through a shadchan, someone like me or others like me, they're first teleconferencing or videoing. We're not seeing, we're only sending people out physically that have already established a solid video or telephone conferencing experience or have a previous relationship pre-corona. We are not sending them out for physical uh, dates whatsoever on the first shot. At least I'm not. That's already a bit of a risk. We're we're letting them get to know each other and to see if there's compatibility in terms of what they're looking for. And if one or two or three sessions goes well on the phone or on video, then we say, okay, go ahead to a park. Now, now, should in theory this be a good time to date because when it's stressful and we're in difficult times, uh, difficult situations, you can really get a sense of the other individual. Excellent. You're, you raised a very good point. I will tell you something fascinating. In this era, something uh, dynamic has happened in terms of my work. Suddenly, I'm getting bombarded with non-religious people calling me up. I'm talking about high-quality people. I'm talking about a senior American Airlines pilot who's now interested in becoming from and dating our way. I'm talking about a New York City detective. T- it's been amazing. And these are the people, who, I hate to say this, who are used to physical relationships who are living with each other. And now I'm introducing them to the concept of what it means to date Beseichel, the way we do in our from world. As, we, as it says in the Torah, Adam came to know his wife. So I'm showing them that what's most important is you've got to develop an up, a way that you can get to know the other person substantially. That leads to my point that more than ever now, you, the single person, are on the pedestal to determine what your skills are like in order to develop a, a relationship of substance, a relationship of depth. More than ever now is when you are being tested to see how are your conversation skills, how are your ability to be receptive and your listening skills. I spoke about this last night in a worldwide Zoom share that I gave. Now's the time to develop your listening skills, your conversation skills, and some of the things you need to be able to have. For example, for the, for the guys, I told them three things that are really musts now is you develop this telephone and video new paradigm. You've got to demonstrate confidence. You've got to demonstrate a purposefulness. As I say, a man with a plan. All, all the girls who call, call me for Shaduchim ask me, what's his plan? And you have to show responsibility in your conversation. And to the girls, I say, you need to demonstrate self-assurance a feeling of confidence as well, that you feel comfortable with yourself. And now you're being asked to develop those skills, which are skills that we really need for Shalom Bayis, because I've got to take you now in another way. I'm also getting more calls, Rahman Atzalan, for divorces. I just got a phone call two days ago. It'll blow your mind. A fellow who's a very big gavir, who gives extraordinary amounts of tzedakah, who now wants to get divorced. And when I heard the history, I was shocked. His wife hasn't called him by his first name in 10 years. She hasn't said thank you more than five times in a 25 year, and he's done. 
And as a result, his being, his Yetzirah has caused him to do things that are stupid. And I said to him, you need to get out. So we see, unfortunately, the consequence of poor communication or lack of. So this era is now testing you to raise your level and make sure you develop those skills. Uh, now I want to go back to a very important point that you said about uh, girls calling up and saying, what's his plan? So are there unique questions that you're getting today that you didn't get before in, in particular? Is that a new question that people are asking or is that, was that asked historically? Because I know maybe there's a difference between Israel and the United States, but in Israel that's typically not the question that you would ask because guys oh, are okay. planning just to learn. So no, is, is this a new thing that you say? Fundamental question. This is, no, it's not new at all. This is fundamental question on the radar for every American girl. Every American girl. It now, it gets star status now, more, because now you can't fake it anymore. If you can go on a physical date, you're going to admire the, the scenery. You're going to admire the location. Now, you really have to show your depth. Now, it's always been a very important question in the Galut, in the Gullus. This is, uh, you know, whether it's England or whether it's the United States, it's a great, it's a very important question. Other questions I'm getting is, can you, can you help me with my, uh, with my verbal skills so I train them? I'm getting questions from people about to get married. For example, I have a, a client and his, um, his fiancé, beautiful case. He's from, um, he's from Borough Park, and she's a Gayoris from the Bronx, from Santa Domingo. Fantastic. And I'm training them now in the Hashkafa of how to communicate well effectively now with each other, how to get along, and how to now take that over the you know threshold into marriage, they're beginning to hopefully get married after the summer. So some of the yeah, these are some of the questions that I've been getting. Uh, I'm also getting questions from parents that for girls. I'm getting a lot of this for girls who live in New York. We have quite a few, a huge population of out of town girls living in New York, going to school here or living with roommates. With the parents are asking me to take an advocacy uh, role for the girls in, in in New York, so to help them meet more guys and stuff like that. I'm getting a lot of those as well. Uh-huh. But uh, different, unique questions that you're getting in the new Corona era. Are there some things that are popping up that you didn't see before? I would say basically like, uh, what should I do now? How should I go about it? You know, they're, they're asking direction questions. Should I do video chatting? Should I do, should I do telephoning? Um, how long should I go with it? Uh, how, many, how many times should I give it? I would say it happens. That, the, the, the substance of how to date hasn't changed, but they're, they're just not sure. What's my GPS right now? Do I sit it out? Do I wait? I'm more of a proactive guy. So I like, I say to them, you have two options, nothing or something. You could sit back, but you don't want to get rusty. So you want to, you know, at least engage a little bit, have a phone call with someone. If the, if the references check out well and everything, and the Rob says good things about the boy or the girl. Right. So some people are sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out what to yes. do, and other people are more amenable to moving forward at this point. Exactly. Yeah. I've had, I made five presentations recently to some women who said, no, it's not for me. Videoing is not for me. Telephone is not for me. I'll sit it out. But the majority are not. The majority are taking a nice proactive role. You also see things in America. You see chat rooms now that are being designed by, by nice people. I don't, I don't, I don't know how much how effective they are, but there's like they'll set up a, a WhatsApp chat of 250 singles that'll chat with each other, or they'll have a chat room that's called the speed dating event, where they have, you're allowed you're allotted five or six or seven minutes to talk to a person of the opposite sex. I don't know if I really have a um, 
an opinion on that. Probably I'm not so positive on it. I don't know how much you can get to know about someone in such a quick period. But, you know, the, you know desperate times calls for desperate attitudes. Last week, I got a phone call request from a group of 100 in Flatbush that formed that needed chizik, all singles, all older, and I, you know, gave them chizik on a Zoom, Zoom share and uh, gave them also my toolbox of what to do to go forward in terms of get out there, in terms of talk to Shachanim and ask for people that uh, may, su- may seem suitable to you and, and do a telephone or a video thing. Right, right. So just uh, to conclude, what, what chizuk do you have out there? Because you just mentioned chizuk. What do you have to tell us, to, to our listeners out there, be it those who are looking for shiduchim or parents of boys or girls looking for shiduchim? What do you have to, to tell us, hopefully to inspire us, to motivate us, to calm us down during this very challenging period? Great question, Ari. So I'll tell you, I can answer that question first of all. Unfortunately, as a, as a nation, we've been hit hard in terms of we lost some really incredible personalities. But at the same time, just speaking for myself, I had seven engagements in the last five weeks. That's amazing. Not, I'm not giving that's myself credit. One of them was mine, and five were, were I was a shotgun. Five, uh, six others were, uh, you know, relationships that I managed. It can be done. It can be done. It just requires a lot of you know, mentoring and help on the side. More than ever, I'm not looking to toot my own horn, whether it's me or people who do like me. People out there today should be reaching out to mentors or dating coaches because the need today to have an extra help on the sidelines is critical. So that's number one, is what's going on. Number two, I'll tell you something fascinating. When my son started Yeshiva Gedola uh, this past week, he goes to Rabbi Zelvo Mintz's Yeshiva in Lakewood, and he gave the parents a little bit of a chizik. He said his father was part of the group that was in Mir in Shanghai. And his father told him, I'll never forget when I was in Shanghai and the bombs were falling, we were scattering from building to building. And he says to him, the Torah that I learned in Shanghai, the Gemara that I learned in Shanghai has never left me. And so the rabbi tells us, maybe now this Corona era is our Shanghai. You as a single can step up to the plate and become the best you can be. This is the time for you to grow your midos while you live under the roof with other people and you have to really be on your best behavior. This is the time to make sure you know what you want. Now, this time is allowing us to have introspection that, like we never had. Now you could really, you know, divide the chaff from the, from, from the food. You understand? You can determine, you can really learn what you're all about, what you need, create your top ten list. And, and most importantly, there are weddings taking place. They obviously have been simple, but I want to close with a story that official Schechter said about a girl who called them up totally depressed. She had been planning this magnificent wedding for such a long time. And he said to her, he said, he said you know, Shagav Mendelovitz, who was the father of the Hebrew Day School movement in America. There is no Hebrew Day School, whether in Cincinnati, Dallas, or L.A., or New York, that he's not responsible for many years ago. He once met a boy playing stickball in Brooklyn, and he, had, he coaxed him to come to yeshiva. The kid was not religious at all, but he got him to learn, and he took to learning like fish in water. And he then created a contest. Listen to what happened. He said, whoever memorizes a parak of Mishnah by heart, um, I'm going to give him a, a bar of chocolate. A big thing 70 years ago. So the contest took place the next day, and 10 boys were able to do it. Unfortunately, there were only nine chocolate bars, and this boy lost out. He went home. He was disappointed. His mother was never a fan of rabbis or Torah. So what happened? He told her the story, and then he burst out. The rabbis are all liars, and the mother says, you see, I told you so. He says, maybe it's my fault. I didn't ask the Rebbe. So he never, he never asked him. This boy went on to be a great leader in, in Kalah Yisrael, and a big Talmud Chacham. And he did great things for the nation. And he had a heart attack 50 years later. He was in a coma. 
he suddenly woke up, his family was around the bed, and he said to them, you won't believe it, I had a dream. In my dream, Rav Shlagel came to me, and he said to me, don't I owe you something? And he said, what are you talking about? The chocolate bar. Well, you know what? For that chocolate bar that I owe you, you're going to get 15 more years of life. And he told his family, I got four, 15 more years of life, and he did get it. So the lesson here is, so the Hassanim and Kalos that didn't get that magnificent wedding, and, and every one of us has a certain amount of simcha that Hashem is supposed to give us. Don't worry, Hashem will give it back to you. There's an amount, he has an IOU, he's going to fulfill it. So it's going to be good. And many of them who've had these simple weddings have written in numerous magazines that how, how beautiful they were, how authentic, how rich they were. And so that's the chizik that we can get from it. If, you've been, if it hasn't happened now, there's a tremendous amount of bracha in store for all of us that Hashem is waiting to bestow upon us. Thank you. Beautiful. Dr. Cohen, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Again, amazing. Really terrific. Thank you so, so much. Interesting. I'm happy to do it you. So yeah. interesting. Really, really excellent. We've got to get these uh, shiduchim going quickly. <laughs> We're trying. When are you, showing, when are you broadcasting this, Ari, so I can get a copy of it and send it out? It will be in the next couple weeks. Um, okay. When uh, you know uh, for sure, just jot it out and tell I'll me. I'll keep you posted. So I can go out and get it. You will? Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I'll, send it, I'll, I'll keep you posted for sure. Excellent. Awesome. Oh, you're and terrific. Always a pleasure. Do, you know, I'm at your service. I'm at your Amazing. service. Amazing. You're always, always terrific. Thank you so much. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.